Welcome to the Just Boldly Go podcast, season three, episode one. You might notice that my seasons are a little bit weird. I don't do a certain number of episodes per season. I just kind of like, as I change up what I'm doing, I make it a new season. That way I know what's up. So season three is going to be all about interviews with bold women and moms and just anybody who's really doing amazing things. So I don't want to just say women and moms because I actually have one man on the schedule already, but Uh, It's really just about people who are doing amazing things and not settling and doing things even though they're scared. So here we go with episode one. So this morning I have with me uh, Emily Karen, and she's here to talk about, you know, like women's stuff and mom stuff and empowering women and which is right in line with my message, uh, which is all about, you know, helping women and moms specifically understand that you don't have to wait. You don't have to wait till your kids are grown. You don't have to wait till timing is right. It's just like anything else in life. If you are feeling like there's a space in your life that something's missing, now is the time to go after that and not wait. So I know that, you know, Emily is all about helping women get rid of guilt and overwhelm and stuff. So why don't you tell us what you've got going on since you're better at it than I am. Yeah, well, thank you so much for having me. And just listening to you talk about that, I was like, fist bumping in the air because that is exactly what I do as well. My mission is to help moms remember who they are, reclaim their identity and get excited about life again. I'm all, I'm totally with you. Now is the time you don't have to wait. In fact, we as moms so often think that the best thing that we can do for our children is to put ourselves last, put them first. And when in reality, the best thing we can do for our children is to actually live like we want them to live, to show them to be an example and to go for our dreams, to go for our big life right now in the middle of our messy lives, in the middle of our messy kitchens, there is no better time than now. So I am completely in agreement with you. Um, Yes. This like is my favorite thing ever to talk about. So I'm so glad you have me here today. (laughs) That's exactly, exactly Mm -hmm. what I want women to understand is I, I'm sure, you know, you live in the Midwest too, and I don't think that it's unique to the area that I live in, but Mm -hmm. these, I see so many women who are just so not fulfilled. They're not fulfilled at all. And like you said, now is exactly when you do it because like for me, I have a 15 year old and I look at her and I think, what if I had just given up all my dreams, not gone after all my stuff? Like I see her when she's, you know, she's an artist. So when she gets inspired, she goes and she makes stuff. And I feel like if I hadn't necessarily lived my life the way that I have, she wouldn't have that passion. She wouldn't do that. And I definitely don't want her to grow up and think that she has to give up everything when she's a mom. Like, I don't want that. If if you want to be a stay-at-home mom, great, be a stay-at-home mom. But don't give up the stuff that you love doing just because you're a mom. Well, and you know, it's interesting you say that because that is like exactly my story. So I, all I ever wanted was to be a mom. Like you said, like a a Midwestern girl, like small, small town, big, giant, extended family. 
I just wanted to grow up, get married, white picket fence, have a hundred kids, stay home. And that was all I ever wanted. I did go to college. I did get a good job. In hindsight, I was really good at working and very, uh, had a lot of drive in that place, but it was all just a temporary stop on my way to motherhood. And so I got everything I wanted. I had everything I ever dreamed of. It's like one baby, two babies, three babies, four babies, gave up my career and <laughs> OMG, it was so much harder than I ever expected. Yes. I didn't realize how much I had completely lost myself. All I ever wanted was to be a great mom. And society tells you that great moms don't work, put themselves last, that how much you sacrifice and struggle is directly related to how much you love your kids. And because I wanted to be a good mom, I did all the things I thought I should do, right. but I was not the mom I wanted to be because I was not exactly fulfilled. I wasn't happy. I was burnt out. I was getting resentful. I was crabby and I didn't know what to do. So I kept pushing and doing more and being more and trying to somehow get to what I really wanted, which it took me 10 years to figure out that what I actually needed wasn't to do more for other people, but to start doing more for myself. Yes. And when I finally figured that out and started coming back to who I was and what did I want and what did I need and got over the guilt and made myself a priority, I actually not only was happier and more fulfilled, but I became the mom I wanted to be all along. I became right. a much better, happier, less resentful, crabby mom because I was getting what I needed. When we have all these people demanding stuff from us constantly, it's like, I want this, I want that, I need this, this thing, that thing. And we don't take the time to give ourselves what we need. We get really resentful. But when you can fill yourself up first, and you don't mind spending an extra 10 minutes at bedtime reading the extra book or you know, doing this or doing that because you've gotten what you need. And it's so vital to come back to yourself, to be that example for your kids. I, I, I just, I can't stress it enough. We have it so backwards. Yes, absolutely. So for my kids, you know, I've been running my business since my kids were really little and it started out of necessity. I was bored and got myself into a ton of debt because while I love being a mom, it wasn't enough. I needed something else. So I got myself into debt being stupid. And anyway, I wrote a book about it, but it's a long story. And you know, the business was out of necessity because my kids were so little, they were three, two and six months old. When I started the business, I just couldn't work outside. Like there was yeah. no way to afford daycare and pay off the debt and everything else. So I had to, had to do that. My husband was a teacher at the time and now like in the midst of all of it. So I'd say three years into my business, he quit teaching and started running his own business. So I think our kids are like completely ruined. They don't know what it's like to have kids <laughs> with normal jobs. It. No, it's great. <laughs> but it, you know, they, my oldest son has a job now. And I think he really values the freedom that we have because we can, you know, work whenever and wherever we want. We don't, aren't beholden to asking for a day off and all this other stuff. So I really think that all three of my kids will be more about chasing after the things that really light them up than just yeah. a nine to five job. And that's exactly what I want for them. I don't want them to just, you know, go put in their time and, then go live their lives after. Like it should all mesh together and be a big, messy awesomeness, you know? Well, that's a great point that you, that you brought up is that, you know, the idea of like all your life is your life. Like we like to think of like, oh, work-life balance. Like it's all your life. They're right. I don't believe in balance. There is no such thing as balance. Balance to me is when you, I picture someone like on a tightrope carrying like stacks of 
things like, and just trying not to drop everything. And right. so this is why you feel so overwhelmed and stressed is because you're trying to do everything at the same time. You're trying not to let it all come crashing down around you. And so this idea of balance to me just needs to go out the window. Instead, I'm a fan of, and I help my one-on-one private clients realize that it's about seasons. Like there are different seasons of our life and you have the ability to create a life just as you did that lights you up, that supports what you want to do. And so maybe a season is a new baby. And so this is a time to really focus on family and that comes first. Maybe the season is, like you said, starting a business or coming back to your job after a baby gets bigger or whatever. And so it's okay during that time for your kids to get less of your attention, to have to step it up and do more on their own. You don't, you can have more in some areas, like a sense of harmony. It doesn't have to be this constant balance. It gets to ebb and flow. And when you acknowledge that, then you can get out of the guilt. You can say, I'm choosing right now to focus on my career. Mm-hmm. Kids are going to take a, I don't want to say backseat, but less focus. Yeah. And this is where I'm at. And so I will set my life up to support this. I will set expectations with them. I will hire support that I need. I will have the conversations I need to have. And so you're able to do what it is that you need to do in that season while everything else gets its turn another time. So maybe now in the holidays, you decide you're going to work less and have more family time and you set those expectations at work. You take the time off, you do whatever, and you give yourself permission to go in and out of different seasons and not feel guilty that you're not doing all the things all the time for all the people. Right. That makes so much sense. And it's so accurate. So I know, you know, most women, it's either fear or they don't know what they're good at or whatever else that holds them back. But what do you think, like, if they knew this one piece of information, what would, what would, you know, change them? Like what, what's that thing that most women aren't getting like that they really need to know? To say one thing is, I'm going to say two things. I say two things. Perfect. You hit the nail on the head. One of it is our fears. We live based on fear. All of our decisions, the way we walk around, everything that we do is based out of fear. So that I could go into that forever, but that is a huge one. But the other one, which is kind of, they're connected for sure, is that we don't know who we are. and We don't know what we want. And so we cannot get what we want, do what we want, create the lives we want if we don't even know what we want. And I literally talk to women every single day in my private Facebook community, more than a mom, on calls with clients. And I can tell you like 90% of women, when I have a conversation and say, here's your magic wand, you can have anything you want. What would it look like? Where would your life be in three to six months from now? Most women don't know how to answer that question. Right. And, and you don't know so, how to answer that now. How are you yeah. going to feel in 20 years when your kids right. are all grown and you, you are even further away yes. from who you really yeah. are? It, it, that is the biggest, the biggest thing is that we have to know who we are. We have to know what we want, but we tell ourselves that what we want doesn't matter because everybody else matters and we don't matter. And so we don't even take time to talk to ourselves, to think, to imagine what we want, because we're so used to asking everybody else what they need that we never ask ourselves what we want. And so there's actually a really, really simple way to get really clear on not only what you want, but where you're meant to go and what is calling for you. And again, it's something we've been taught or trained not to listen to, but it is following your desires. Our desires are always speaking to us and telling Mm -hmm. us what we need to do next. The desire might come up as something, and this is where we get it wrong, where it might be something really, I'm going to say like, I'm using air quotes here. You can't see me, but like frivolous. So it might be something like a a trip you want to take, a book you want to buy, a pair of shoes, like things that don't feel important, 
and if there's, and I don't mean passing impulses, but like these desires that really stick around, like, yeah, what is your Pinterest board blown up with, right? Those are things that like you have wanted for a long time. And we tell ourselves that they're unnecessary. They don't matter. They're silly. And why we can't have them or shouldn't have them or why there's so many other things that are more important. But the truth is, is those desires are, I believe, are universal marching orders. They are our clues, our divine breadcrumbs to our next step forward. And when we just start trusting those desires and following them, no matter how big or small, what happens is we're being led down the path to kind of reveal. So I like to look at it this way. Let's say, you know, God or the universe, whatever you believe, came down and said, I have this plan for you. And he showed you exactly what you're supposed to do with your life you would probably be like overwhelmed. Like, I don't want any part of that. Like, this is just like, ah, you know, like yeah. you wouldn't just like, okay. But let's say that plan exists for you and you start following the breadcrumbs. It's like, I liken it. And this is a horrible example, but it's like the best way I can describe it is if you put like food in or, or medicine, like in your dog, like in a piece of cheese for your dog, mm-hmm. it's like kind of hiding what you need in something that maybe seems silly, right? but it's really meant to kind of move you forward. So let's say you buy the pair of shoes that are $300 that don't make any sense, but you really want them. You buy them and then maybe you put them on and you go into work and you carry yourself a little different and you feel a little more bold, a little sexier, a little more connected. And then when you run into say somebody in the hallway you're going to be a little more confident and you might pitch your idea or something that might get you known. I mean, like, it's just, we never really know where it's leading us. Um, So often those desires to even, let's say to have a big life, to have a, like, to be ridiculously rich. There's nothing wrong with wanting money. People say money can't buy happiness. It's literally money's only job. (laughs) (laughs) It's true. It's true. Now I know money alone can't buy you happiness, of course, but the truth is, is money it, that's what it's meant to do. It's meant to buy you freedom. It's meant to buy you experiences. It's, yep. it's meant to make life easier. It's okay to want money. And we, if we have this desire for big money, we tell ourselves it's greedy and stupid and we shouldn't want that. But what if that desire was meant to say, drive you to start your own business, to be able to create an impact in the world, to give, it's like a double blessing. When we go for what we want, we have to grow and evolve and bring forth parts of ourselves that we, if we just sat around content and super complacent, we would never be forced to activate. We would never be forced to cultivate. And so our desires are meant to kind of get us into action, right. to go get it, to make it happen, to find a way. And then who we become in the process is really what it's all about. It's never about the thing. It's right. about getting us moving, getting us to that next right step and what we have to grow and who we have to evolve into along the way. So when we can start listening to our desires, following those divine breadcrumbs towards our best life. That is how we find our, I don't call it our purpose, but our, but where we're supposed to be or what's going to light us up and where we can do our best work in the world. Right. Yep. That makes total sense. And you know, that's very similar to what I always say about things that people view as mistakes or like really big mess ups in your life. Cause like me and my debt, like you look at $64,000 worth of debt and that's like absolutely insane. Like how does that even happen? But if it hadn't happened, I wouldn't have started my business. I wouldn't have done this. I wouldn't have done that. And it's like opened up my world in such a huge way, all because of this mistake that I made, but I didn't just let it ruin my life and sit back and, you know, get depressed over it. I 
fixed it and I kept moving forward. And I think, you know, people have to reframe how they look at everything. Yeah. The desires, mistakes, whatever, all of it's designed to keep, get you out of your comfort zone because the comfort zone is never the right place to be. No. And that's the thing is about, I always, and it's not always easy, but everything is happening for me, not to me. Right. Everything. So when you get in a car accident, when you um, lose your keys, when big, small, everything is happening for you, it might not feel like it and you right. might not be able to immediately see it. But the, if you can remind yourself in the moment, okay, this is for my own good. If it's not this thing that I, what I want to happen, it's something better that I can't see it. And I'm just going right. to trust, even if I don't know why, <laughs> this is for my own good. And it gets you out of that negative like why me sort of victim is of course this would happen to me, right? It gets you out of that place. And you're like, well, this is happening for me. I am thrilled. This is happening because now this one's often a little tricky, but if you could just find the silver lining, I know that sounds a little Pollyanna, but the truth is, is there is always, you are always being led. You are always being guided. There's right. always something there you can either learn or do different and you have to be open to it or you will just suffer you growth is uncomfortableness is necessary growth is necessary it can be uncomfortable but suffering yeah. is optional and usually that's a choice absolutely so I know that you like to you know make everything a little bit more fun so how do women find fun in just the mundane parts of life uh, a big part of it is just deciding to be done with the martyr mom bit um, yeah. I lived in the martyr mom role for a really long time and it was just, I felt so heavy and so burdened and so exhausted all the time that I just wanted everybody to like see how much I was doing and how much I was giving and yeah. to notice me. And so I understand what it's like to be in that place. But if you can just decide that you're going to prioritize joy, having fun, following those desires, life will open up for you in a new way. When you can tell yourself a new story, when you can take back your control and power instead of being that victim of your busy schedule or your demanding children and just decide that you're going to be present in the simple moments. It's little things like get in, getting into pleasure. And that means just like slowing down and chewing your food. Like that right. grounds you in the present moment. When your kid is like, mom, mom, you know, like nagging on you, just stop and listen to them. It literally takes seconds yeah. and it takes that overwhelm, that frantic energy. It kind of just brings it down and it grounds you in that moment. Having that intentional intentionalness about your life, looking to have fun, planning experiences, getting outside of your four walls of your house or getting outside of your comfort zone, doing things that light you up is going to make you so much happier and such a better mom. Absolutely. You are spot on and I think I think we might share a brain. So Yeah. <laughs> I was kind of <laughs> So I know you've got some big stuff coming, like with the new year. What Tell us about what you've got going on. Yeah, so I'm super excited. Um, starting in January, I'm actually launching my very first group coaching program. So I coach moms one-on-one you know, -on -one through these things. So I help them figure out what, if you had that magic wand, what would you want? Where would you be? What's calling to you? And for some moms, you know, it's all different. Some it's career, some it's relationships, some it's, you know, even like health and fitness goals. It's just things that they know it's time for them to say yes to and say yes to their own right. life. And so I coach moms 
through that one-on-one. Well, I have decided that I want to reach more moms. I want to help more moms realize what's possible. And I want to get moms out of the struggle and sacrifice because we think so many of us think that if in order to make change, we have to do more, we have to give up carbs. We have to just punish ourselves with sacrifice, spend less money, all of these things we think we're supposed to do. And so new year's resolutions typically are about taking things away. Mm-hmm. I want to help women realize that you can actually have a much fuller life by doing less, better, by slowing down, by coming back right. to yourself. All the things that we've talked about, I am going to teach moms in this eight-week group coaching program called Resolution Revolution. And I want to right. revolutionize the way you think about change, think about getting the life that you want, and really help show you how it can be fun, it can be easy, it can be exciting. And it doesn't have to be hard. And this program is going to kick off on January 6th. Again, it's eight weeks in a group coaching environment. You're also going to get private calls with me on top of the the group coaching calls. There's a whole bunch of freebies and downloads. And it's a phenomenal experience if you are ready to transform your life for the best price possible that that I've ever offered in order to get the support that you need. You support everybody else. You show up for your people. It's time for you to get help. It is okay to not do it on your own. In fact, the smartest, most successful women, and I know you can talk to this, aren't afraid to get help, get support. And it's time for you to stop making it hard to decide that you're going to come on your own priority list this year, that you're going to leave the martyr mom and the guilt and all that in 2019 and step powerfully into 2020 and to make it the best decade ever. It's a new decade, ladies. And it's a leap year. (laughs) And 20 is my lucky number. So it's just going to be a great year. So you can make it the best. And if this speaks to you, I would love, love, love to have you join me. The price goes up January 1st. It is only $498 for eight weeks. And what a deal. That's that awesome. is a super deal. It's going up back up to $997 on January 1st, and we start January 6th. So I would love to have you. All right. Yeah, I will definitely, I'll, you know, share all over the place for yeah. you too. So, all right. Thank you so much for, you know, being here with me and chatting, and it was super fun. And yeah, I'm super, super excited we got a chance to talk. And yeah, thanks so much. Oh, thank you. This was super fun. This was like, like you said, I think we share a brain. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going on twice as long. <laughs>